Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Everything shrivels up. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. <laughs> It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. It sure is on Score North on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North at Mackie's still in New York. It's Judd with Rami today. Jonathan Harrison on the other side of the glass and plenty to get to between now and 6 o'clock. Matthew Collar will join us from Indy side of the NFL Scouting Combine at 430. We'll talk with Adrian Heath of Minnesota United at 5 o'clock. In other news at 5.30, Judd Zalgad. Do we all have our stories for In Other News ready to go today? I'm all prepped. I have a theme to mind today. Every once in a while, so hold I have on a, a theme to mind. So you went into yesterday's show without any home run write that down. <laughs> so actually had to make them up as we did it. I see which uh, but, segments are important to Rami. Exactly. <laughs> we the are cutting Rami through. The is important to him. The one Rami didn't create is not important. I have him. a theme. That's coming up at 5.30 with, uh, in other news where we uh, take a break from the hard-hitting sports talk, bringing some weird and wacky news from around the world. But I want to start off with some Vikings talk. And Judd, today at ESPN.com, actually ESPN+, Plus. I have ESPN Plus, guys. I know. Super rich. Um, <laughs> oh, impressive. You have Disney Plus. Congratulations. Man. I do have Disney Plus <laughs> and Hulu. Got the whole package, Jonathan. I know. I know. Thank you for that. I know. I'm. I'm it's crazy. Anyways, they had bold moves for all 32 NFL teams. And this was done by the uh, Pro Football Outsiders guys from ESPN.com. And this is what they think are bold moves for the Minnesota Vikings, Judd. This, none of this struck me as bold. All due respect to pro football outsiders. They say cut Xavier Rhodes okay. and Linvel Joseph and let Everson Griffin walk. I saw that and I went, yeah. <laughs> like, like, yes, exactly. Like, I'm completely with you, Rami yeah, that doesn't, Uh-huh. I was like, whoa, that's bold. I saw that and I was like, yeah. Yeah, that's, that makes, all of that makes perfect sense. Sure. Yeah, do that. Do that. Do well, all of that. Yeah, if you're going to come up with like three things that the Vikings could do to be, whoa, that's wacky and wild, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> right. Xavier Rhodes stunk. Griffin, we thought, was gone. He's probably going to come back, but certainly if he was gone, we wouldn't say, oh, I can't believe it. And Linval, okay, that's mild, mildly interesting, but it's not, I don't know if it's super and bold. They have, and they have him doing that just to, like, they don't have him doing that so that they can go out and get big free agents in the offseason by freeing up that money. Right. They have him doing that to re-sign Anthony Harris, which I'm I'm all for. I think that would be a, a, a prudent move for which the Minnesota they're not Vikings going to, do now. to bring back. But it sounds like they're not going to do that. And sign Mackenzie Alexander and Trey Waynes and bring those guys back. Yeah. That that's that's their bold move. So 
first of all, it's not bold. Second of all, it's completely flawed because we don't think that... <laughs> what, our best guess is Trey Waynes is not coming back, and Zim all but yesterday said Anthony Harris is not uh, coming back when he declared that the safety position is not that important. Yeah, he really said that. He said the safety position is not that important. Correct. I mean, is it bold? Do, are they calling that bold because this is not what Mike Zimmer would do? Is that why they think that it's bold? And I think they just think it's like he, they perceived it as gutsy, but I'm with you. It's, yeah, okay. It's This not all that just exciting. makes sense. If I was trying to do something... I'm not saying I disagree with him. I'm right. saying this all just makes sense. But if ESPN called... This is all very sensible. But if ESPN called you and said, give me three bold things that let's say like the Bears, Packers, or Vikings might do, mm-hmm. you wouldn't be like... Well, I think they might cut a defensive tackle and a defensive end who we know is probably going to opt out of his contract. You wouldn't provide that as being bold. Bold means gutsy. Yeah. Bold means, wow, I, I'm really surprised. I'm with you. How about we make some bold moves, Judd Zolgad? Feel, How about you and me make some bold moves? Jonathan, do we have something that... I feel like there has to be football. Do we have a sound it? effect that would indicate bold moves? Well, it's reckless speculation. Like really yeah. bold You want to do reckless speculation? It's reckless, yeah. Reckless speculation. You want to go first, or you and want me to go first? And we also have this. Nice. Oh, oh, I was just gonna, oh. In in Randy like oh. fashion, I was going to ask for a bad. Nah, I'm a, I'm gonna step ahead. Of you. Good job. Did you guys see the latest on Randy? Oh boy. Do you I want lied. the latest on Randy, or do you want to do In our second, bold moves? I want, I want Judd's bold moves. Bold right. moves from Judd Zolgad for okay. the Minnesota Vikings. Okay. Now, none of the moves are How about... How many do you have? I th- I three. Oh, okay. Just I three. Came, I came in with one. Well, I give you know you, what? Well, I can just come up with them on the fly. They did three. I've the history of this. They did three, so I'm going to give you three. <laughs> and, of course, let the record show again that Rami Makla, very prepared for yes. in other news. Came but, super prepared. But when this. it came to the... Here you go. Here, here. let me lend you one of my pens. I'm like the kid that shows up with all the colored-coated pens yes. all prepared. And he's like, hey, dude, can I borrow a pen? And no, don't cheat off my notes either. Uh, so I'm going to give you three things like ESPN did. Okay, I think I've talked about all three, but I think at least they're bold, all right? So if you tie them together, it's not like, well, just cut this guy. Number one, it's something I'm not going to do. I'm not going to extend Kirk Cousins. So he's going in the last year of his contract. I'm going to let that play out. Oh, I just came up with so many bold number, moves, man. Number two, number two, again, I'm saying no. I'm going to let Dalvin Cook hold out. Bold move. I'm not paying Kirk Cousins, or I'm not extending Kirk Cousins. I'm not paying Dalvin Cook. I'm going to allow him to hold out. And then number three, a lot of fans are going to hate, and this is a bold move. But if you want a bold move, I'm going to give you a bold move. Not Linval Joseph might be restructured or cut. I'm going to give you... <laughs> Seriously, this is boring. I'm going to give you Stefan Diggs traded in a package oh. that gets me back a first-round pick. Oh, So do you see what I'm doing Reckless here? Reckless speculation. I'm all about the future. I'm not extending Cousins so he can walk. Mm-hmm. I'm not extending a Dalvin Cook on a multi-year deal because I don't want to do that with a running back. And furthermore, I'm taking a star-wide receiver in his prime and parlaying him in a trade that gets me a first-round pick back as I look towards maybe... Drafting my quarterback of the future. All right, is that bold? Oh, that's bold, Jonathan. That's bold, bold, Judd. I like it. That's bold. That's okay. Very bold. Compete with that, Rami. You want to hear what I just came up with? Like literally, just now. After stealing my pen, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Along the same lines, I'm trading Stephon Diggs and Dalvin Cook. I don't let Dalvin Cook hold out. You want to be bold, guys? Let's be bold. Yeah. Reckless speculation. Trade Stephon Diggs and Dalvin Cook. Okay. 
to compile the assets that you need to trade up and go get you to a tongue of Iowa this year. This year, because between trading Dalvin and Diggs, whether they're involved in the deal directly that gets you that draft pick or they're involved in separate deals that get you more draft picks that you can then trade for that draft pick, I'm just saying use Diggs and Dalvin Cook as capital to get the assets or just to go and get to it. Get up to that spot and get to it. So that's I'm trading both of those guys. I'm getting to a, and then I'm I'm just I'm just done with Kirk Cousins. I'm strong arguing him out of the organization. I'm telling him, look, we got our quarter. Two is so you do it, yeah. Two is going to start. I like it. Two is starting, but I'm going one step further, Judd. I'm going one step bolder. Is what I'm going to do. All right. Kirk Cousins ain't even playing for me next year. I'm telling him, look, you're either going to sit the bench or play somewhere else. You want to sit the bench? You're not going to get that contract you were looking for. And I can afford to do this now because two is on a rookie contract. I don't know about that. Now, you just lost me. You're yeah, gone. I think you just you lost gone. me. You've lost me. Are we want, being bold? No, no, I want Tua to sit for a year at least. Jonathan's right. No, we're being bold but smart. Mm. No, yeah. bold. There's still a little bit of smarts here. That no, let's be bold, guys. No, we don't have to be bold and stupid. Uh, we're being bold and smart. Rami's buying a little bit too much into the... Reckless. Part of that. I feel like you just jumped out of the airplane <laughs> without a parachute that's yeah, functioning. that's bold. Yeah, that's... Stupid. Yeah. Don't jump out of a perfectly good airplane without a perfectly know, good parachute man. on your back. That's what I'm doing. All right. I say we expand this because I love this. Because okay. one, it's reckless, and two, it's fun. I want you to give me right now the boldest move that you would make for the Twins and Timberwolves. Oh, wow. Why not? I mean, I already tried to be bold with the Twins. Fire up the music again. It's great. <laughs> I don't care if it's football music. That's fine. All right. So wow. we just get... Cause, I feel like ESPN tried this, well, we're going to be bold, and uh-huh. then it's like, well, and here's what we're doing, and we're like, no, right. that's not bold. Right. We're right gonna now, show, We're going to show them how to steal a bit. They stole our bit yep. and didn't even do it as well as we do it. We're going to steal their bit and one-up them doing it. I love I love what you're saying right you, now. You love it? I, I love what this, you're too. Saying. I love this, too. But for the Twins, I don't even know if I want to do this. I already tried to be bold. With the twins and people came down on me. They'll never do that. They can't well, do putting that. Putting a roof on something isn't. Bold. No, not that. That is bold though. That is pretty damn bold. Especially now that it's already built. That would be super bold. If it, if they just, if they added a roof to Target Field as it currently stands, that's a bold move. I'm talking about a bold move with the human beings that's that play bo- for the franchise. I, yeah. I said go get Mookie Betts. Go get Mookie Betts. No, but okay. But and, that, now, and now that Mookie yeah, Betts you know is what? off that, the trademark. Right, that fits in fine to what we're doing here, so give me your newest bold move. Hmm. Yes, that would have worked for the bold move. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm looking at the guys who are on the market, who are on the trade market in Major League Baseball, and still some really good names out there. But one of them is Chris Bryant, who plays third base, and you're already you're set at the corners. Same thing with Nolan Arenado. Go get your pitching now. Yeah. Could go, go get, get your guy pitching. Who's not on the market. Go get Noah Syndergaard. You know who I was okay. going to say? I was going to say... You know what, Jonathan? You just started turning some wheels for me. Go okay. ahead, though. No, 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 no. All right. The wheels are turning. I want to hear it. Remember, they talked... The the Mets wanted uh, Byron Buxton last year yeah. in exchange for Noah Syndergaard. I go back to him, and I say, Byron Buxton and pick your prospect. Pick your prospect. Let's bold. Byron Buxton and pick your prospect. Give us Syndergaard. That's all I got to ask them. I'm, I mean, I like the starting well, pitching then. I, I love that starting some... pitching. But who's my center fielder? Okay, any prospect but Alex Kirilov. He gets called up. He plays a corner outfield spot. Max Kepler moves to center field. I don't know if Max Kepler's going to be that de- kid I know in your center field. But I know your defense is affected. I know your defense is affected. I can't criticize you for making a bold move. I'm being move. bold. Yeah, I like it. 
All right, here's what I'm doing. I am going to call the pariah franchise in Major League Baseball right now for pitching. I'm calling the Astros. And I'm saying, you guys are in for a terrible year. Your karma's awful. You're not going to win. Your players are down in the dauber. The best thing that you can do is move some star players. Verlander or Granke for what? And that's going to cost me. If I can get Granke as my ace. I don't want Verlander. I don't like him. Me neither. What? I'm with you. I just don't Listen, want him you around. two are trying to win and be bold. No, I just don't no, no, no. want him around. Okay, what about Zach Granke? I don't like him. He doesn't talk very much. He's I, love a quiet Zach. I love Zach Granke. Okay, so, okay, I'm a big so, fan of Zach okay, Granke. So let, okay, so let's yeah, go down the Granke path. Okay. Zach Granke, and I'll give you back one of my top prospects and another top prospect from my top 20. I'll give you... So you give it like a top five and a top 20? Yeah, in fact, you know what? I'm. Th- I'll do it. Royce Lewis. Wow. Whoa. Wow. I For just, Zach Granke. You just asked me to go to go bold. Wow. Actually, you know what I'm going to do? Reckless speculation. I'm going Royce Lewis, and I'll give you another prospect from my top 20 to 230 pool. How does that sound? So I won't go. So I'll give you Lewis and somebody within the 20 to 30 range. All right. You're destined to have a bad year. Your karma's awful. Yep. Your cheating ways have gotten you. Unless they found a new way to cheat. Like maybe Royce Lewis just flourishes because he's got (laughs) the dark arts. Oh, the Dark Arts, which, by the way, has to be a band name soon. Um, our, probably has to already be. Okay, so we both just made bold moves to get pitching. Yes. I think I know, but what's your bold wolves move? I'm training Cat. Four. It's a good question. What are you getting back? What's the bold that move? Count. That's a good question. No, no, it doesn't count. But I'm saying what is could be because the only really bold move that Rosas bold could make at this point is training Cat. That's it. But what are you getting back for Carl, if you know who's the, you know who's the guy I want in a Wolves uniform, who I just love to watch play basketball. I love his game, and I love that he's just a killer, and he will reach into your chest, rip your heart out, and eat it in front of you. Ouch! Damian Lillard of the Portland Trailblazers. You do love him. You do love Damian him. Lillard yeah. of the Portland Trailblazers. That dude is just that's 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 what you need. That's the type of guy who leads a team, who changes the culture. On the basketball court. So is he, um, as far as personality goes, is it Westbrook among guards? Westbrook, Westbrook Chris Paul, Lillard? Yeah. Are, are those the three that will that don't care? If that they, just don't care. If you're down, they'll just step on your body to yeah. and then go over you? Okay. Yeah, give me Cat for Damian Lillard. That's a and good I don't one. even know if that goes through the trade machine. I don't know what clauses are in their contracts. So no, don't it's tweet bold, me and get muted. It's bold move time. You're right. This yeah, is no, just, no, no. This is not. Moves. Right. This is not your. your this has no basis in reality. Your bet, none whatsoever. Your bet trade with the Red Sox it, when we go bold moves is allowed completely. Okay. All right. That's a good one. But the only I was trying to think the only move that you could make if you're the Wolves as far as player transactions go now, bold move wise would be to move Cat. I'm trying to think of a huge, huge. In fact. <clears throat> Jonathan, could you please play it? The sounder? Reckless speculation. What's the huge move, Rami, that you could make to try and obtain a coach who you think would be the perfect fit for this team? Wow. Now that's bold. You're trading Cat for a coach? We're trading coaches now? I'm saying, well, or I'm or I'm pilfering one, paying one. A bold move. It doesn't have to be a trade. Because I'm trying to think outside the box of Cat. And the next thing I can think of is who would be the impact coach 
who could come here and look at Carl and look at D'Angelo, and you'd be like, this guy, unlike Tibbs, this guy is going to get the most from this group and these two guys. I think, and it took some time for me to come around on this guy and see how he did when he didn't have three future Hall of Famers playing for him, Eric Spolstra. I think he's the. I think he might be the best coach in the NBA. When you look at like now that that roster is plenty talented, mm-hmm. but when you look at the production that he got out yep. of the rosters that he's had since the big three of LeBron, Wade, and Bosh, he's. I don't know that anybody's getting more out of their guy like yep. per per pound more out of the more out of the rosters they've been given than Eric Spolster. All right, and we know that we know, we know what the culture is in Miami, and he's he's a big part of enforcing that culture. I think. Pat Riley wrote the book on Miami Heat culture, but I think Eric Spolstra has a has a has a strong hand within that culture and 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 fostering it and developing it. How does Pat Riley do it? That's my question. Uh, he might have sold his soul to the devil. It's possible. But the fact that he found this guy to coach that group, and we all, or at least I thought at first, oh, of course he can coach that group. It's LeBron and Wade and all I these guys. Just thought it was, and you're right. I always thought it was just waiting for Pat Riley to go down onto the sidelines. Like and, down from down from the from yeah. the office and onto the sidelines and and Pat by the way man does he look old now he finally caught up to him yeah after all those years of looking we talked about Pat Riley he he's on uh, he's on my girlfriend's list we talked yeah, about he's this. not anymore I bet I think she's still I think she thinks he's still a silver fox we looked at him up that day. And I told you, he's sil- like a banana. Yeah. He's silver. He's silver. You can eliminate the fox part. <laughs> he's like a banana. It just happened very fast. Like, it happened really, really fast. Yeah. Pat Riley was a handsome older man. You know who else? Who's that? Had that. And he's gone now. But you know who else didn't age, didn't age, didn't age? And one day you saw him and you're like, oh my gosh. Dick Clark. Yeah. You know, Dick Clark for years. Rocking New Year's Eve. you. I kept saying, is this guy ever going to look his age? And then he just looked his age one day. Since you brought this up. And this is a weird conversation. In terms but. of aging. Jonathan, did you see the high school picture? Yes. Of Judd Zolgad that yes. somebody dug up and posted on Twitter today? <laughs> I don't even There's know been very little aging. I don't know who that was. He looks exactly the same. Yeah. And I can't figure out if Judd is really young looking now or if he was really old looking then. <laughs> That's a way to put it. I can't, That's true. I can't, can't figure, argue. I can't even figure it out. I saw the picture and I was like, hold on, what? It's, I thought it was doctored. I thought somebody just took a uh-uh. recent picture of Judd and put a black and white filter on it and posted it like it was a like it was a yearbook picture. That was real. That was me. The hairstyle is still the same. Well, that's not a credit. It's just that I, I've got collets, <laughs> and so I yep, can't do way. a thing with my hair. Same way. Keep it short. My <laughs> barbers have always been like, son, there's nothing we can do with your hair. And you I know said, what? I, know. I go into the barbers, and I'm like, just cut everything down as short as you can get it because there's too many collets. I can't deal with them, and I'm not taking care of them. Yep. Yeah, I'm with you. This is going to be a compliment and an insult all in one, which is hard to pull off. I think you've lo- I think you've looked like you were about thirty five since you were in high school. So you yeah. caught up to it and then passed it. Yeah. So now but, you look young for your age. But one day, <laughs> but I'm back going. Then you but, looked really old for your age. But you one, know who's aged really quickly too? Vince McMahon. Yeah. Well, that happened quickly. The steroids. Yeah. The steroids goes, catch up happened, with yeah. you. I'm telling you guys though. One day I'm going to show up for work and you're going to be like, oh my god, <laughs> don't say anything. <laughs> Don't tell like, him, guys. Don't, don't tell do him. It. Look at all those wrinkles. What like happened? Riley? <laughs> it happens to everyone if they if they live long enough for that to happen to yeah. them, Rami. 
<laughs> All right, real quick. You guys want the Randy update? Yes. Yes. Um, so yesterday, shortly after we went off the air, and by the way, long story short, if you missed the Randy saga, he called in with his mock draft Monday. He said it was late because he was dealing with some medical stuff. Mackie somehow unearthed that the medical stuff was jock itch, aired that on the air to Randy, who was offended, hung up, has not given us the mock draft, have not heard from Randy over the phone yet. He said on Twitter that he's putting us on timeout, among other things. You're all caught up now. Yesterday, shortly after we go off the air, William Mason tweets Randy, rub some dirt on it. I seen it on Dr. Oz. To which Randy says, I have tried everything. And then puts a list of the things that he's tried. Lotrimin, Tenactin, Lamisil, Apple cider vinegar. Vinegar. <laughs> Greek yogurt. <laughs> oh. He says, he says the best has been the yogurt. Okay. It is helpful, but I am not out of the woods. That tweet was art. Just pure <laughs> art. I, sn- I took a screenshot of that tweet, sent it to Mackie. I'm like, this is art. What? I. Yogurt. Want to know? I'm not. I wonder about the application process of the vinegar. I really want to know the application process about or with the yogurt. I was curious about the vinegar, and now I'm to the point of I don't want to know anymore. (laughs) What? Do you use a utensil? No. What part of I don't want to know (laughs) caused you to speculate as if I want to know? Somebody tweeted us that. Randy's affliction is a is a yeast based infection, and yogurt has sugar in it, which feeds yeast. If Ra- Randy, if you're That's listening, if you're listening, Randy, gonna you're gonna make it worse, dude. <laughs> I, it might it might be soothing at first, but I'm telling you that you're only gonna make it worse. Yeah, <laughs> like I said, I don't need to know anymore. I used to want to know, and now I don't. There's something about yogurt that crosses the line of me now bowing out of curiosity. You're done now? I think it's the, yeah, I am. Gotta admit. We're going to check in with Matthew Collar from the NFL Scouting Combine in India in just a few minutes here on Mackey and Judd with Rami on Score North and the Score North app. But first, Judley. Yeah, I want to talk to you about my friend Jason Walgrave, the Walgrave Real Estate Team, and their guaranteed sale program. If you're planning on selling your house this spring or summer, guess what? There's going to be stress, right? There's going to be stress in discussions about the move. There's going to be stress in finding a new place to live. There is just stress Anytime that you sell your home, and so now you're asking, okay, Judd, I know there's stress, you dummy. What can I do to take that stress off? And that's where I talked to you about Jason and the Walgrave Real Estate team and their guaranteed sale program. And you heard me right. I said guaranteed sale. Because in this town, we hear about what? Quite a bit. Guaranteed offers, right? I guarantee an offer on your home, which is for sale, which means I guarantee an offer, but I don't guarantee a sale. And Jason Walgrave comes along and says, no, 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 no. You want that stress to be gone, right? If that stress is going to be gone, we're talking about a guaranteed sale, a guaranteed sale of your home. In other words, the biggest part of the stress is now gone. And now you're saying, Judd, this sounds fantastic, but how do I find out more? It's this easy. You go to jasonsguarantee.com, J-A-S-O-N-S, guarantee.com to learn how this program works. Guess what? You'll be glad you did. Phil Mackey here. Now, I've been talking about the new lineup of award-winning TCL TVs with superior 4K picture quality and Dolby Vision. And now TCL has new sound bars. 
The TCL Alto soundbar, simple to set up, and with available wireless subwoofers, TCL creates a truly immersive viewing and listening experience. The TCL Alto soundbars provide precision playback for any TV, and they play music from smartphones and laptops. TCL brings you excellent picture quality, sleek design, and stunning resolution, and now the TCL Alto soundbars deliver superb sound all at an affordable cost. The TCL Roku TV has endless entertainment with easy access to over a half million TV episodes and movies and thousands of streaming channels. I experience TCL daily with the TVs in the Scorner Studios. Everything looks great, but sports look especially amazing. TCL is America's fastest-growing TV brand and available at major retailers everywhere. Learn more at TCLUSA.com. Jonathan here with the Score North Download. You can join Mackie, Judd, and Rami each Wednesday at 5 p.m. for Write That Down. The guys not only make sports predictions but hold each other accountable for them each and every week. For your chance to be a guest picker on Write That Down, enter through listening rewards on your Score North mobile app. Matthew Collar will catch up with him. He's out at the Combine right now. One of the big rumors going around at the Combine is Tom Brady speculation. And Jeff Darlington of ESPN was on Get Up this morning, and he had uh, quite the thoughts on the Tom Brady rumors. There are people very close to Tom Brady who are being told by Tom Brady, it's not going to happen. Like, I'm going somewhere else. Like, that's the way that we're operating here Mm. within those circles. And yet even those people don't necessarily believe that Tom, at the end of the day, won't go into Bill Belichick's office and Belichick won't sit there and say to him, Tom, we need you back. We have to have you back. And that Tom Brady will return to the Patriots. We need to wrap our minds around the fact that it is far more likely than not that Tom Brady will not be back with the Patriots. Hmm. I am now at the point where I would be stunned if Tom Brady returns to the Patriots. Reckless speculation. And it's all there at the NFL Combine, and Matthew Collar's there. We are on the phone with him in just a second. That's been your Score North Download. Now back to Mac and Judd with Rami. On 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North app, Rami Judd in the TCL Broadcast Studios. Mackie will be back Monday, right, from New York? Mackie's back Monday? I think he's back Sounds Monday. good to me. All right. Yeah. All right. I'm cool. buying it. Works for me. By the way, that Score North app, totally free. And uh, you can download all your favorite podcasts, listen mm-hmm. to them whenever you want, stream them live. You get points for streaming them live. You get rewards for those points like trips to places, gift cards. We give away in-studio visits, all kinds of cool stuff. you get to read my columns. Happening, and it is your one-stop shop for all written content at scorenorth.com. Like Richard Pitino's future. Including Judd's thoughts on Richard Pitino's future and all of Matthew Collar's writing from the NFL Scouting Combine in Indian. He joins us right now on Mackie and Judd with Rami. Hello, Matthew. How are you? I am good. I am ready to come back from terrible weather to more terrible weather. Is it bad there in Indy? How bad is it there in Indy? Uh, it's the worst it's been since I've been coming to the Combine. Uh, it was probably 30 degrees today with whipping winds and snow in Indy. So Ooh. this was, yeah, this was not exactly the same as going to New Orleans for the playoff game, I wouldn't say. <laughs> they got skyways there, man. It's actually been kind of pleasant around here, Matthew. You left just as the weather actually took a turn for the better in Minneapolis. Great. Good to hear. <laughs> hey, I... I'm going to go back to uh, what Jonathan said in his update, um, because I got to tell you, being an ambulance chaser, this is not going to surprise you, Matthew. I'm getting more and more excited by this entire uh, Tom Brady storyline slash scenario. And just for the weird factor, I'm really looking forward to him starting the 2020 season 
not in a Patriots jersey. I know that's not yeah. not going to surprise you, but you know what? I think the weirdest thing I've ever seen as far as football goes is Favre in purple. And Brady in silver and black probably won't be as weird as Favre in purple, but I think it's going to be really, really weird. I don't know if Vegas is the place, but I can tell you, whoever was doing the talking last night was doing a lot of it because there were several reporters who came out this morning with tweets and said, hey, you know, this Brady thing is real. He could really leave. And then the first thing Sage Rosenfeld said to me was, I was talking to some people last night when I was out, and guess what I heard? And so, I mean, I I guess it's really become a not-kept secret that, uh, Brady could actually go, and this is coming from not just people with his camp that might want to up the, you know, the price, but also other teams are talking about that realistic potential. I keep looking at Los Angeles. I mean, he has a house there, and he, uh, you know, would be able to step right into a team that is very competitive. And even last year should have been better than they were. They lost a bunch of one-score games, and I think Philip Rivers kind of fell off the side of the edge, especially the game we saw against the Vikings out there, and they're opening up a new stadium. So it kind of matches for both sides that that would make sense. I don't really see it for the Raiders. I just don't see the incentive because I don't see why Brady would think that they were going to be a Super Bowl contender. I could see it for the Chargers. They have a lot of talent on defense. The two edge rushers there are great. Derwin James is going to come back from his injury and probably be great. And then they've got you know, Keenan Allen's a great receiver. Austin Eckler is a good playmaker on the backfield. So that, that fits as a team that you could see being very competitive. I just can't see it for the Vegas Raiders necessarily unless a lot of things fall their way. So, you know, that, that's how I put number one. I also would not count out Tampa Bay necessarily either because of Bruce Arians, a coach with a lot of legitimacy in the league who's worked with many of the great quarterbacks of all time, Andrew Luck and Peyton Manning and Ben Roethlisberger. So why not add Tom Brady to the list? They have great wide receivers there. They're a descending team. So, you know, he's got a lot of better options, actually, than the Patriots. You know, the Patriots have a good defense, but they've got an offensive line to rebuild. They're losing their top left guard. They uh, do not have wide receivers, really, at this moment, unless Nikhil Harry becomes something who they drafted last year. So there's just better spots. And if you're a free agent, you might as well pick the best place you have to win another Super Bowl. Adam Schefter reported today that any talks between Brady and the Patriots have kind of been put on hold because of the the CBA negotiations, which have kind of hit a snag. And I read that and I went, well, doesn't that kind of apply to any negotiations for any free agent with any team, whether they're re-signing with their own team or or moving to a new destination? Is it is it possible that if this thing isn't figured out, that football Christmas could be put on hold by this this these CBA negotiations? Yeah, I even saw some talk of potentially moving back the beginning of the league year by a week no, or something no, no, like no, that no, to no. give them more time. Yeah, I know. No, that was Matthew. terrible for us because no. we want our free agency. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I don't think that it would have such a huge impact on Tom Brady because I don't see him ever reaching a point. And I mean, he might because he's crazy. But, I mean, <laughs> is he really going to play? Is he going to play for like three or four more years where they're going to get to 17 games and then have that huge influx of cash? And, I mean, would that really be a part of your thought process? It's possible. You know, I'm sure he thinks he's going to keep playing and playing and playing and playing until he's like 50 years old. But I have a tough time seeing it after there was some dip in his play last year, and not all of it was just attributed to the team around him. So that, in my mind, that shouldn't. But I guess you never know, and it probably impacts everything that everybody is doing um, when it comes to the agents getting in those meetings and wanting to know, hey, what, what's going on with this? I mean, are we going to have 17 games as soon as maybe 2021? Because that might change the formula. Even if you are 
Kirk Cousins' agent on an extension, do you really want to sign a five-year extension if you think that there's going to be this massive influx of cash in two years? So does this get done, CBA-wise, in your mind, Collar? Because it seems like I'm hearing from some people that there's snags here and that it's going to be a problem. And then I hear that the player reps sent this through for a vote, at which point in time, something I read said the expectation is that the majority of the players will approve this. Do you think that this gets done seamlessly or that there is a snag here in the coming weeks? You know, I just feel like when you put the actual dollar amounts down on paper, and the players look at it, and they know that they just don't have the strongest negotiating position. The players in, in football have the least strong position of any of the major sports, except yes. for maybe hockey. Um, but even maybe, you know, just just because of the, the huge money for the top players is much bigger than in hockey. But still, like, those are the two weakest by far. When you're looking at what they want versus the dollars, it's going to be really hard to say no. I mean, does anyone want to take this to the very end? Does anyone want to be locked out? Does anyone want to strike? If you're talking about a slight bump in the percentage that they get, 17 games, which a lot of players, I understand, are not for that. And uh, Jeremiah Searles was on our show earlier today and said, if they're going to go 17 games, that's okay, but you need to make some concessions, including possibly another bye week. Um, you know, but I, but I think a lot of players can get on board with it just because of the sheer amount of cash. Like one more game per year, kill a preseason game or two, and, and then you go forward with the salary cap going up by a hundred million or fifty million for every single team right away. That's not terrible on the player's side. You could do a heck of a lot worse than that. So I'm sure they're going to want to use as much might as they have, but they also have to look at this and go. Yeah, that's that's a lot to to turn down. That's a lot to fight over. And I think the owners have done a great job putting out so much information that shows the public, yeah, we're giving them this really good deal, which, you know, if relative to normal people jobs, it is an incredibly good deal. But I can see why some players would be hesitant, especially when the NFL wants to argue player safety, player safety, player safety, but we're kind of in the the reality now where you know what you're getting yourself into if you're playing football in the NFL, that you have enough information out there to take that risk or not take that risk. So, you know, I, I, I'm not saying that it's a good thing to add extra stress to these people's bodies who are already going through a lot and we see them and what they deal with to even be on the field. It's just that if you're a player and, and the owners are putting their foot down on 17 games, you're probably just going to have to bend here. Matthew Collar joining us from the NFL Scouting Combine in Indy. Catch Purple Daily weekdays at 2 here on Score North. Go back and listen to all this week's shows from Indy and read all of Matthew's coverage uh, from the Combine at scorenorth.com and the Score North app. I know tonight there will actually be workouts. They're doing primetime workouts at the Combine this year for NFL Network. Was it kind of a quiet day around around the Combine earlier today, or were there other festivities going on? Oh, yeah, it was more of a quiet day today, and the change in scheduling made everything different than it has been in years past. The people talking at different times and a lot of the interviews going on into the evening when usually they've been in the morning in years past. So it's been a little bit of a cluster, but I thought, you know, there just wasn't a whole lot of big news coming out of this thing. And when you see the top players saying, you know what, I'm not going to participate like Chase Young and Joe Burrow, it takes a little pop out of it because they know they're going to be a number one and number two or number one and number three pick. So why should they take any risk of falling down and turning an ankle or, or anything? But there isn't any sort of big controversial story that's going on here that everybody wants to know. 
someone asked Jalen Hurts the other day if he would play running back. Like, that's about the most, which is silly, of course, but, like, that's about the most controversial thing that's really been out there. You know, Joe Burrow's hands were small. You know, that, that's really been it. It's much more has been about the CBA and, and the future there, and it's been about, you know, the free agency and, and which teams are going in, in which direction. But this draft, it doesn't have, at least at this moment, and this could always pop up, it really doesn't have some some mega dramatic story surrounding one particular player um, as has happened in the past. Even with like Kyler Murray last year, nobody knew whether Arizona was going to take him number one or if they were going to pass and stick with Josh Rosen. I, I feel like a lot of people are very set on this draft, which means since it's the NFL, we could get some loops thrown at us soon. Exactly right, including uh, the one that we were talking about as the combine started. And I'm curious what your feeling has been in talking to people uh, while you were drinking Diet Pepsi and they are guzzling booze. Joe Burrow. By the way, real quick, Judd, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. I saw a tweet today, Collar, that the press box was out of Diet Pepsi and there was sheer huh. panic and pandemonium. Did they Did they resolve the situation? Is everybody all right? Well, the reason that I'm flying home is because the convention center is on fire, which is usually what happens. So, so I, but I, you know, anticipation is a huge part of football. You sure. guys know that. Yeah. So I, on my way out of my hotel, stopped at the gas station across the street, loaded up on diet soda just in case, and uh, I was I was good. I was I was all set. Well, uh, pandemonium and panic was going on. Uh, in the media room, but every everything was fine. What was the question that was going to be asked here? I forgot. <laughs> the, qu- the question was, after a few days uh, at the Combine, what is the overall feeling on Joe Burrow's thoughts about playing for the Bengals? Do you think that, that that's an issue? And I'll pivot off of that by saying this. If that is, and Tua's uh, medicals continue to come back clean, and it looks like they are, Matthew, is there any reason to believe the Bengals would then say, okay, Joe, if you don't you know, want to play for us, that's fine. We're going to draft Tua. Yeah, Burrow went to the podium and said that he would play for the Bengals, but he sort of did it in a backwards, roundabout kind of way, and it's been very clunky in the things that he said. And and someone asked him about the leverage comment that he had made about having leverage, and he said, like, oh, I meant something else. (laughs) Okay, sure you did. Um, But uh, he said he was talking about the workouts. Like, uh, okay, buddy, sure. But, you know, I think that it still lingers. I, I don't think that he completely 100% put it to bed that he would tell the Bengals that he doesn't want to play for them. But, you know, drafting number two is Washington, so they would probably – maybe they would pick him and, and trade Haskins just the same way the Arizona did. I mean, that that's the one thing that could be the massive wrench in it. I still don't see it. I think he's going to be picked by the Bengals, and he's going to play for the Bengals. But the Tua thing is fascinating because – they couldn't have gone better for him. He's not working out. All he did was his interviews and his interview at the podium and then the medicals. But since the medicals have come back looking really good, thanks to modern science that I wish Bo Jackson would have had, um, you yes. know, he, he, he looks he's going to be okay. And there are even some people that I've talked to who like Tua more as a prospect than Joe Burrow, um, you know, in part because they think that Burrow – doesn't do anything super great except for he is very accurate, but he also had an unbelievable team around him. His wide receivers are all getting drafted that are eligible. They had the, the best offensive line. They had the best defense. I mean, that team just crushed everybody. So was it a one-year wonder with a great team, or is he really truly that great? Where Tua had a larger sample size of being that excellent. So, you know, I don't, I don't think we're going to get a surprise with Burrow at the top. Where Tua goes is fascinating because if I was Washington – I would draft Tua, and I would trade Dwayne Haskins, or I would keep him and play him next year and see what happens. Because 
you just want the absolute best quarterback you could possibly get, and it's worth drafting that high. Chase Young is great, but he's probably not going to change your franchise. If he gets 10 sacks a year, that doesn't mean you automatically make the playoffs or that you're a great team. If your quarterback is one of the top 10 quarterbacks, you're in the playoffs every year and can potentially win a Super Bowl. I don't know that that's going to happen, but that's another one of those Eh, you never know. Since his medicals came back high, we still could get number one and number two being quarterbacks. That's Matthew Collar. Catch all the football football talk on Purple Daily from the Combine and all his coverage of the Combine in written form as well at scorenorth.com and the Score North app. You said you're flying back tonight, back at the ranch tomorrow? Uh, I am uh, in the airport right now. So, yep, I will be back there tomorrow. Outstanding. We'll see you then. See you, Collar. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Matthew Collar joining us. On Mackie and Judd with Rami. What would be the weirdest jersey to see Tom Brady in for you? Have you thought about this? Have you tried to envision it? I'm doing it right now. Uh, Chargers Chargers would be really weird. Tennessee, which I could see as a possibility, and him reuniting with his friend Mike Vrabel would be weird, too. Literally, while we were talking to Kyle. Oakland wouldn't be as weird as I... No, Oakland kind of makes sense to me. Chargers make a little bit of sense to me. I just saw the Titans Tennessee. thing while we were talking to Collar. That's what Kirk, Kurt Warner said he he should go play. Mm-hmm. That sound that doesn't just doesn't sit right. Tom Brady seems too good for the Titans. Like yeah, you know, he's probably too good. He's too good for the Chargers. You're out for dinner and you see a couple, and like one of them is way too attractive for the other. You're like something's something's not right here. Something. <laughs> <laughs> what is? I think you're selling the Titans. You're selling the Titans short. I just <laughs> the whole jersey thing. I'm trying to think of him in jerseys. Titans jersey would seem weird. I think Chargers would seem really weird. Jonathan, you got something? Did you guys see the quote? This is something different. Did you see the quote from Jerry Jones about Des Bryant? No, what did he say? He was asked about the possibility of re-signing former Cowboys wide receiver Des Bryant. Mm -hmm. His quote, and I'm taking this from the Dallas Morning News reporter's Twitter feed, I've thought a lot about it in the shower. I don't even blame him. I do a lot of my my best thinking in the shower. You know what? I do... I game plan vent line daily. Yeah, in the shower. Same. I love Same. to think. The shower's what wakes it's me a up. Great place to think. Yeah, and you, just, you know what's funny? Feels like it feels like a weird place to think about another Jonathan, human being. Jonathan, a lot of what we do here at Score that. North and on this show comes and unlike Declan, from the shower. I shower <laughs> once a day. Again. I shower every day. Unlike Declan, that's just. Do you shower every day, Jonathan? Yes. Okay. Who doesn't? Apparently. <laughs> Declan. Your fellow producer, Declan Goff, the producer of Ventline and of Score North Live. I'm not a slim, skinny kid like he is. Doesn't matter. That's what he said. I don't sweat as. No, like I sweat way more than he probably does. I told him. Me too. I understand. I understand you probably don't sweat all that much. Great. Good for you. I get that. Even for the least sweaty person, there are a few problem zones that should be at least rinsed off. Once a day. Three in particular. We don't need to get into yeah, it. I was going to say, we, we know the <laughs> we path, Rami. the zones. Thank you. For I'm sure. just saying, but we three, know. Yeah, we don't need, three in don't, particular. They know. They that's, know. that's all I'm saying. De- today, Declan told me it's a no-shower Thursday. I asked him why he was dressed the way he was dressed. Yeah. Because he, he looked like he was picking up towels off the Twins' clubhouse floor. <laughs> <laughs> now let's make something very let's make something very clear. I wash my hair daily, but I understand a lot of people don't. 
because right. as Wednesdays been, and Saturdays. Okay. I don't wash my hair. And I've been told it's not great for your hair. Well, so if you don't wash your hair daily, which I do, I completely get that. If you have long hair, it'll dry it out. Big, it'll completely dry it big out if you dif- wash your hair. Big today. difference, though, between taking a break for a day from washing your hair and not taking a shower. And by the way, I'm very encouraged by the results of the poll that I put up about this very subject. At Rami is tweeting if you want to participate. I just asked very simply, do you shower every day? Three options, yes, no, only when I go out or go to work. Because Judd said he will some days not shower. But every day he's got to go to work or any day he's got to go out in public, you at least will rinse off, right? I shower if I have to go to work but or if, if I'm going to go anywhere for any amount of time. just laying around the house yeah. all day, it might be a no-shower day. If it's a couch Saturday. No, I can't even do that. Because I, I, oh, I, I can't. And Alex Boone brought this up earlier today on Score North Live weekdays, noon to two, right here on Score North. And you can go back and listen to it on the Score North app. Very good hour with Alex Boone in the one o'clock hour. And he he's he said I can't get into my bed at night, which is a great point. How do you get? How do you go to sleep in your bed in your clean sheets with this grime on you, with this two days worth of grime on you? And then just leave that on the sheets and then get back in those sheets the next night and the night after that and the night after that. It's disgusting. Declan is gross, is what I'm saying. <laughs> now, Jonathan does have, I will say this to wrap this conversation up. I will say this for Declan. Jonathan has a very good point. Declan is a very slight, It small, doesn't matter, man. But he doesn't sweat. doesn't matter. My guess is he doesn't sweat. doesn't matter. We all have, tr- we all have those three problem zones. I don't care how little you sweat. We all have, anyways. Well, I'm, 317 votes. Mm-hmm. Please go vote and inform us more. 71.9% shower every day. Thank you. 7.9% only when they go to work or go out. You should shower every day, but okay, you're not affecting anybody else. 20% are gross like Declan and don't shower every day. Go and participate. 20%. At Rom- 20% of people are walking around out here. Cool? I'm well, not encouraged. Honestly, by that. I thought it would be worse. At least 80% are showering every day or if they leave the house. If you're not leaving the house, that's your problem. I think it's gross. Your sheets I think are. If you're not leaving the house, it might be okay. No, because Thank of the, because of the bed much. thing. Well, then take a shower at night before you go to bed. It's, but not, if you're not- it's not that bad. No, it's pretty gross. <laughs> I'm more into not grossing out people that I'm going to be around right. than I am concerned about my sheets. Both. Both. Just both. I'm just going to go with both. You should just shower every day. Red tweets in. Go to any dermatologist and they'll tell you this. Showering every day is terrible for your skin. Unless you are just a filthy human being, there's no need for a shower seven days. Disagree. Disagree. Gross. And if dermatologists are saying that... Gross. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. I don't care if you have doctor in front of your name, man. It's gross. People should be showering every damn day. Anyways, Tom Brady. You want to see what Tom Brady looks like in a in a Colts uniform? I can envision that very easily, actually. But I sure. couldn't, actually. I can. That's what yeah. he'd look like in a Colts uniform. You know what? That's not that much different than the Patriots. You know what looks well, good no, to me? But, but like the ba- just, the baby blue of the Chargers would be would look weird, and the Titans would look weird. I guess it's weird coming from the Vikings' perspective because we took Favre. But but do you remember? There's so much history with that franchise. How, They're the one who ratted him out for how is long? The weirdest, like what is the weirdest guy in another jersey that it's you Favre. can remember? It's Favre. It's Favre. 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 How, yeah, how absolutely. Long? I covered Jordan in a Wizards jersey messed me up, man. I I covered those teams, and it took me. A year plus into 2010 to get yeah. used to Favre in purple, and I covered him. Weird. I saw him every day, and it took me a year plus. He, see, seeing him the first time he came out in a Vikings jersey 
at the Metrodome in the uh, home purple. Mm-hmm. It's one of the weirdest things I've ever seen covering sports. You go back and watch some of those oh. games. It doesn't feel real. It's like, how did this happen? Yeah, it's far in a Vikings jersey is easily the weirdest. I don't think I ever really truly got used to it. Um, hey, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's been a while since we employed the Stefan Diggs ominous alert system. Oh, yeah. We got one? Yeah. Yep. Fire it back up. <laughs> nice. At Stefan Diggs, everything I got, I earned. Uh huh. Dot, dot, dot. Okay. I don't know, man. Just putting it out there. Just doing my job, Judd. All right, so it out there. Let, let me throw a theory. I think it was uh, John from Manhattan who calls, of course, every single day on Ventline, and we appreciate that. And there's ordinarily <laughs> sirens. The first responses and to ca- that? Patriots. He's That's got a it. couple more of them since the tweet then, by just the way. reads Patriots. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, boy. Next okay. one, I'll never fold. Hold on, hold on. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll never fold. I got too many youngins looking up to me. Okay. Mm. So you guys. Got one more. Yeah, come. Rami. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Don't get investments confused with favors. All right, boys. I want you to look at me right now, and I'm going to tell you what John in Manhattan said today on Ventline, and it makes some weird sense. Every one of these tweets... It makes weird sense? Because it might be right. Uh-huh. Every one of these tweets could very easily be tied to the CBA. The National Football League. Think of every tweet he has made. Cryptic as can be, you can tie every one of them to what's going on in the labor talks. Read those again. They tie in perfectly. Everything I got, I earned. Yep. Is there? Hold on. Is there a website that you can go to and plug in song lyrics, and yeah. it'll tell you what the song sure. is? I think these are song lyrics. These read like there song lyrics to me. a couple of while me. back that were. And I can't remember who it was, man. He told me who it was, but he said there was a couple a while back that were song. Lyrics. I think he's just tweeting out. I think he's listening to music and just tweeting out song lyrics. Can you can you find can you can you plug it in, Jonathan, during the break and see if I'm onto something here? These read totally like song lyrics to me, like rap lyrics specifically. Don't get investments confused with favors. Okay, sounds like something Jay Z might say. Just saying. We got to get to a break, right? We got to get to a break, Jonathan. Yep. Also, we have some breaking Timberwolves news. We'll see. We'll try and figure out what these digs tweets mean. I think they're rap lyrics. And we have some weird breaking Timberwolves news right after this. And don't forget, in other news coming up at 530. All that, an hour or two of Back in Judd with Rami, right after this on Score North on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North app. Listen and win with the free Score North mobile app this month. One lucky winner will win a $200 gift card to Amazon.com just for having and using the app. All you have to do is register your app, listen to your favorite Score North content, and you could be a winner. Dale Tondrick is here to help make sure you have a plan and that you are on the right track financially for retirement. There's all kinds of things to think about, whether you're 30 years old, 50, 60, doesn't really matter. Well, for one, are you going to have enough money later in life? Are you saving enough money so that you can retire and live comfortably as the life expectancy uh, continues to grow? Ideally, you'd like to live until you're 80, 90, 100, I don't know, but you want to make sure you're not running out of money later in life. Maybe you're actually able to retire earlier than you think That's another common mistake people make if they're not fully tuned in with their retirement savings plan. If you make the right decisions now, you might be able to retire a year or two or five, who knows, earlier than you think. And also various tax-related things that could save or cost you a lot of money depending on which path 
you choose. With Dale Tondrick, you'll meet face-to-face with somebody who spends his life thinking about this stuff. Dale's life's work is literally helping people save and stockpile money for retirement. He is a trusted source of information to help you on your path. 952-401-1671. That's 952-401-1671 or myinvestingcoach.com. Hey guys, it's Mackie here for Luther Brookdale Toyota on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard. Cannot tell you guys enough about the brand new 2019 RAV4 XLE that I've been driving all summer long. The RAV4, there's a reason why it's one of the most popular vehicles in the country right now. It's the best combination of the spaciousness of an SUV and the handling of a Camry or a Corolla. Durable, powerful, safety features galore, technology galore. It's actually the first car I've had with Apple CarPlay built into the uh, the front deck. And I just love the fact that I can tap on the Score North app whenever I want to. Well, I know, I'm biased. Um, I also love the fact that I get lane assist and with cruise control, my car senses how far the other cars are in front of me, so I don't have to slam on the brakes. It does that for me. It's amazing. LutherBrookdaleToyota.com, or just stop in. Open until 9 o'clock tonight on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard. It's a smorgasbord of human it beings. Is. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Hour two of Mackie and Judd with Rami on Score North on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North app. Rami Makloff, Judd Zolgad in the TCL broadcast studios. Jonathan Harrison on the other side of the glass. Mackie in New York. So it's Judd with Rami today. You can just take the Mackie part out. Did we find out if uh, Stefan Diggs' tweets were indeed song or rap lyrics, Jonathan? I couldn't figure it out. Couldn't find it, huh? Can pinpoint it. Have we had any more tweets since uh, we took a break? Not that I've seen any. No. From Stefan Diggs. All right. Because a couple more ominous tweets going out today. Judd, you think that this all has to do with the, the CBA? Uh, yeah, I think it might have to do. I'm just saying, John from Manhattan on Ventline threw out the plausible scenario because it all comes seems to come back to... Uh, Stefan Diggs money and Stefan I've, I've earned this I just I don't know it, it's also cryptic that it could be the Vikings it could be the league or it could be a Stefan Diggs relationship who knows joining us now on Mackie and Judd with Rami and you can catch all loon soccer right here on score north on 1500 score north.com and the score north app they kick off this season Sunday in Portland, 6.30 kickoff, 6 o'clock pregame right here on Score North. And Loon's head coach, Adrian Heath, joins us now on the program. Adrian, how are you this afternoon? I'm good, gentlemen. How are you? Awesome. Doing well. Doing well. How are you feeling about your prospects with the season kicking off on Sunday? Well, I'm always excited this time of year because we haven't played, so we haven't been beat. So uh, really excited. The the team's had a great preseason. The mood in the camp, the chemistry's been unbelievable um we've had a lot you know players in quietly we bought 11 players in mm. hopefully still have finished would like to bring maybe one at least one more in we think before the the transfer window closes but so far so good you know i couldn't have asked any more of the group coming every day been doing two and three sessions a day and uh you know we've had no not not one dissenting voice so uh as of now guys couldn't be more pleased you spoke of wanting to bring one more in. I know Minnesota United fans would be upset if I didn't ask. What is the progress on the rumored uh, Emmanuel Reynoso move from Boca Juniors to Minnesota United? Well, I'm still hopeful, Jonathan. You know, it's 
some of these some of these transfers take an awful lot long a lot longer than people think to sort of get themselves finalised. Um, we're still there, we're still talking, and uh, as far as I'm concerned, we're still in with enough opportunity of bringing him in. And if we could, we couldn't be more pleased. You know, we you know you're, you're talking about a player who's played sixty odd games for one of the biggest clubs in the world in the last two years. So uh, would be an unbelievable pickup for us. If we can't do it, we can't do it, and we'll go with what we've got, and I'm really happy with what we've got. But if we could add a player of that quality, then I'm sure that most teams in the league would do, and we will certainly try to. Where do you feel that, that this team, or, or at least hope, uh, can take the biggest step as far as improvement on what was certainly a successful season uh, this past year to uh, starting on Sunday? Where do you feel that the biggest step can potentially come? Well, if you look at our home record last year, it was as good as anybody's in the league. So if we can maintain that and get a little bit more consistency on the road, I feel you know that will take us and propel us even further. You know, we made huge strides last year, um, and that was mainly down to the improved personnel that we had. We feel as though we've done an awful lot of good work this off-season as well. Um, so, no, if we can keep everybody fit and stay consistent, especially on the road, I think we can uh, improve on last year. Adrian Heath, head coach of the Loons, joining us here on Mackey and Judd with Rami. Catch Loons soccer all season long right here on Score North, and they kick off the season Sunday in Portland, 6 o'clock pregame. You guys find yourselves looking for a new uh, goalkeeper this offseason. You, you settled on Tyler Miller. What did you see in him when you when you selected him, and how has he adjusted to to the program since uh, since the trade was made? Fabulous. Um, we knew, we thought we'd got a guy with a, a lot of upside. We feel as though we've got the future U.S. men's national team goalkeeper. And we thought we, we thought he had talent. What we, I don't think any of us realised how much talent until we got him in the building. You know, Stuart Kerr, our goalkeeping coach, who I believe is the best goalkeeping coach in MLS. He's been absolutely delighted with Tyler since he's come in. Thinks there's still so much more to come. As I say, we think he'll, you know, mature into the national team goalkeeper. So, you know, I know a lot of people would have been disappointed the fact that Vito didn't come back, but that was Vito's choice. He had the opportunity, decided to look at something else. And in, in hindsight, we've, we, you know, we've, we feel as though it's gone really well for us. We've got somebody who's sort of six years younger. You know, we, we saved an overseas slot. So we feel as though in the end, it was probably the best thing that could have happened to us. Um, so we're delighted with Tyler. You know, we think there's a lot more to come. And um, we think his future is very bright. One of the guy, one of the guys in front of him, Chase Gasper, went from being drafted at the beginning of 2019 to earning his first cap with the national team to begin this year. How have you seen him grow in the year he's been a pro with you guys, and what was the key to his rapid rise into the thoughts of the national team? Well, I think he got the opportunity, Jonathan. At times, that's really difficult for young players. Sometimes you get an opportunity, and maybe you're not ready for it. But the one thing was that I knew that when we drafted Chase, we thought he was the most MLS ready of all the, the guys at the combine. And um, so his opportunity arose and he, he, he grabbed it with both hands. You know, you could say the, the same with the Sony. The Sony came in, second round draft pick, you know, and every time he was called upon, did nothing but play fantastically well. So them two had a great year. You know, we've, we, we've, we've taken the kid called Noah Billingsley this year. We're hoping he's going to have the same sort of impact. Um, but Chase can have, you know, look back and think, what a first year in professional football. You know, and I went from being drafted to getting in the first team and then playing for the U.S. men's national team in the same season. So obviously he's got a lot to live up, a lot to live up to now. 
but um, he's a great kid, works hard every single day, tries to make himself better. And if he continues to do that, he has a great chance of making a really good career. Another kid you guys drafted who took a big step last year, Mason Toy, scoring six goals, 17 appearances for you guys, mm-hmm. get ca- gets called up to the youth national teams. What's the next step for Mason Toy that he has to take this season? Well, I think he has to keep working as hard as he can. You know, his, his opportunities are going to come again. Um, it obviously looks like he's got the Olympics to look forward to as well. Um, they've been very pleased with him, the, the men's on the 23 team. So he's got a lot to go for. You know, I think he's still a young guy. He's still... He's still learning his trade. But, if he, you know, the one thing about Mason, there's not one person in our club who works harder than him. That's his, that's his trade. And if he keeps doing that, he will get his opportunities and keeps working hard. You know, his chances and his opportunities will come. And then it's up to him again to take him. He did well last year. But now he's got a little bit more competition. You know, we've, we've signed Luis Amaria. We've signed uh, Aaron Schoenfield. Two guys who have scored goals regular and they're a lot more experienced than him. So it's going to be a... Interesting year for Mason, but he's got to just keep buckling down and doing the things that he's doing now, and he's going to be fine. You just mentioned Luis Amaria there. He said in the uh, his press conference that he could score 25 goals this season. He scored 19 last year. How many goals do you see him scoring this year for your club? Well, as, as always, it's opportunities. You know, last year, one of the reasons that we, we thought that we would make a change in the forward areas that we felt as though we left too many opportunities out there. You know, when I look back at some of the games, the amount of opportunities that we created, and I think if we'd rather a, a more of a box player, a more of a, you know, in England they call it a fox in the box, somebody who's always in the penalty area at the right time. Luis has proved that if we get enough quality in the box, even since he's been here in this short period of time, he'll score a goal. And I think he's got four goals in four games since he's played for us. So, you know, with, with strikers, it's all about confidence as well. So if we can, if he can get off on a good start and we can create opportunities for him, 25 is going to be a tall order. If he does get 25, he's probably going to be the MVP of the league. So let's hope he does it. Not too bad. Did, did you say, so there, there's a term Fox in, in the box for goal scorers? Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Hey, hey what, yeah. what soccer term uh, should should we adopt? Because there's some great ones here. What what would be the best term in, in your mind that should be used? Let's say in American football, hockey. What's the one thing if you know, like gaffer, fox in the box? If you could, yeah. if you could bring one sports term or one term from your sport here and plant it in this culture, what should we use? Okay, what about Johnny on the spot, which means always on the right. Always in the right spot at the right time. So if that would I've be... i that one, yeah. Yeah, a great receiver. Who, the moment that ball arrives at the right spot, then he would be Johnny on the spot. And um, I think I could see that getting used. I like... I do like, and I don't know why, I like gaffer for coach a lot. Yeah. I think it's a great yeah. term. It's a little bit well, different, but I like it. Yeah, it sounds okay when things are going well. <laughs> oh hey you've you've got more security now you're you're in good yeah. shape you're you know poor boods got fired by the wild and richard patino in the yeah. basket no adrian you're in good shape you should yeah, be very happy contract. these days congrats by the way yeah, yeah good job listen fellas i've been in sport too long you're about three games away from the precious story we all know that so let's, <laughs> let's, let's enjoy it before it begins because i know from sunday i'm going to be waking up every sunday morning again going my god what are we going to do this week yeah all right so, so 
Thanks, Adrian. We appreciate the time. Minnesota United head coach Adrian Heath, our guest. And uh, catch the loon Sunday, kicking off the season in Portland, 6 o'clock pregame with our very own Jonathan Harrison as part of that programming. Coach, always appreciate the time. Thanks a lot. Cheers, guys. Anytime. See ya. Adrian Heath. Fox in the box is pretty good. That's pretty good. I actually do like that. I thought we were going to adopt the term finish attacker. (laughs) <laughs> Look, you know what? Knows, uh, I didn't know Fox in the Box, Jonathan. You're I'm going to be honest with you. Finish attacker doesn't sound like it could be an actual position, uh, and not an attacker from Finland. That sounds like a, that sounds. If you don't know soccer, hell, that could be a position in hockey. That could very easily be the name of a position. A Finnish attacker. Yes, Finnish attacker. Like he finishes the attack. Stick to basketball. I think it makes perfect sense. <laughs> Stick to basketball. Oh, by the way, guys. <laughs> That's right. Oh, another few. Oh, wow. An- well, another two. I shouldn't. The last one we we mentioned on the air, and these are Stefan Diggs' ominous tweets. Uh, don't get investments confused with favors. Since then, while we were talking with uh, Adrian Heath, and by the way, like I said, catch uh, Loon Soccer all season long right here on Score North. Stefan Diggs tweeted, keeping my composure smirky face emoji and uh, follow that up with chasing greatness dot dot dot. I agree with Mackie. He's way overusing the ellipses and it, just abusing the ellipses. I, and I, don't, I don't get it. It is a bit aggressive. That's the most bothersome part can of his get, tweets to me. Can we find what time um, he's tweeting it? What do you mean? This what? was seven minutes ago. He tweeted chasing greatness. Yeah, I'm trying to th- I'm trying to decide like where in the in the day parts. I'm trying to yeah. decide if these tweets, because he's in, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he's in the Washington, D.C. slash Virginia area right now, and it's 613 there. I'm curious if we could go back and trace his tweets if they all fall around, let's say, what I like to call happy hour. Abuse of ellipses usually has to do with a fine beverage. Um, you, you know, you get, and plus it's all, the crypticness would make sense if, let's say, you or sip it on a glass of wine, make a little more sense. Just throwing it out there. We had some uh, breaking Timberwolves news also just before we talked with Coach Adrian Heath. John Krasinski from The Athletic, the first to report that the uh, National Basketball Association today announced that the Minnesota Timberwolves have been fined $25,000 for violating the league's player resting policy. Yeah. The violation occurred when the Wolves uh, arrested D'Angelo Russell, a healthy player, under the policy during a road game against the Nuggets on February 23rd. And uh, the Wolves have responded with a press release of their own. Give me just one sec. I'll dig that up. And uh, they give the old, the Minnesota Timberwolves accept the league's fine for resting D'Angelo Russell on February 23rd versus Denver. While we respect the league's guidelines and standards, we are a player-centric organization that's focused on learning and optimizing our players' bodies as a new player in our program, we chose to rest D'Angelo in order to learn his body better and optimize his health. <laughs> learn? Did you say learn his body better? Stretch of games and travel. That sounds like they're you're doing something. Else. They are learning his body better, um, Judd. Okay, first of all, from the NBA, I'd like to know what the rules are as far as resting healthy players. That's a good since question. They can since teams constantly do that. I think so, this is a new. I think they literally put this rule in place during this season. 
Okay. Or at least tweaked it during this season. Second of all, if you're the Wolves, can you not tell us that you're having a player learn his body better? <laughs> I mean, it's just weird phrasing. Is that trying to indict the Lakers, the Nets, or the uh, Warriors for not helping D'Angelo have learned his body b- better? And is this like eighth grade health class? I was going to say, that it's sounds, time to that learn sounds your like, body. That sounds like a talk that a parent has to have with their young son about learning his body better. I want you to learn your body like, look, better. There's, there's nothing wrong with learning and your by, body. And, and here's the other. Here's the. Here's the problem too. If you're going to find an NBA team twenty five grand, don't bother finding them. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's like, exactly. Like it's either got to be a hundred thousand or you're not doing it. Find them or don't find them. But like right. twenty five thousand is not a fine. That for would an be NBA like team. coming to you and being like, I need a quarter. <laughs> okay. You'd be like, okay, here's a quarter. And that's a fine. Yeah. Okay, that's a fine. Oh, the reason that they were fined. Really yes. I'm, I'm looking at the. Uh, I'm looking at the stipulations of the rule. It was a nationally televised game on the road. Oh, this is the. Um, okay. So this is the old LeBron rule because there were games that he was. Wait. He would rest while they were on the road. Who televised that game? Uh, NBA TV. I was gonna say, did the Wolves? Oh, know they were on, wait! On yeah. national and, television. Yeah. NBA it TV counts. doesn't it counts, count. Judd. It and no, no, it doesn't. No, it's a that's national garbage, network, man. It's a national network. That's, that's what do you mean? It's garbage. available across the nation, no. so it's a national no. network. No, no you have it to have, doesn't. Like the extra package to get NBA. Yeah, network. exactly. Come on. And if you have YouTube TV, it comes with my YouTube TV. Yeah, which is one of the few things that I still get with my YouTube TV. I do. They they really. Invoked the national television policy for NBA TV and for and for the Timberwolves. <laughs> like, I understand. Why, as did the Wolves like, know they were on national like, television? When LeBron sits on the road, okay, that's probably like the sure. one chance that you had to see the LeBron when he was coming through your town that year. Did it, was was anybody in Denver like, man, I came for D'Angelo? <laughs> Like, all due respect to D'Angelo Russell. I'm sorry, but league-owned networks do not count as national TV outlets. No, they don't. It's a national network. Coming up up next, we're picking up the feed from Fox Sports Denver. No, it's not. That's a bunch of guys. If I'm the Wolves, I say, you know what? You're not getting my 25 grand. You guys, that's a joke. But 25 grand. Either put a rule in that starts at 100,000 and doesn't start with NBA TV. But you know what? Without this fine, we never would have gotten the Wolves to fess up to their trying to help D'Angelo Russell learn his body better. That's so true. That is the payout for this. That's true. We would never have discovered it's a great that. line now, forever I'm, to be used. Hey, D'Angelo, how well do you know your body now? Oh, a lot better. Yeah, it's great. It's fantastic since I set out that game in Denver. That really does sound like something you'd say while having the talk with yes, your teenage really son about learning your body better. Yes. No, it sounds like a book. <laughs> hey, Carl and D'Angelo and Jake Lehman, can you sit down while I provide you with this book, Learning Your Body for the NBA? Boy, Chapter 3, Maintenance. If I play in every game, I won't be that good. Therefore, I must find games in which to sit out. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's a that's weird phrasing. It's an uncomfortable phrase, to say the least. That is definitely some weird phrasing, to say the least. It was also, you know, what else was weird was Garrison Rosas' tweet last night after the Wolves pulled off that win. Did you, Jonathan? Did you see that? Judd and I talked about that a little that. bit today. Yeah, yeah. That was, <laughs> I like it. I like still, it. It's still weird. You do? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you really? No, I'm. I'm. Don't like it. Come on, man. 
Your team stinks. It's stick. so cheesy and corny. I like it. Your team stinks. Just <laughs> They've still that. lost 18 oh, of yeah, their last sure. 20 and are 7-32 and 32 since December 1st. For sure. Carl Anthony Towns has won one basketball game since Thanksgiving. They're 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 definitely tanking. This is a tank. But I like it. This is a tank. I'm okay with it, regardless of what happened last night in Miami. I think Miami. it's hilarious. It is. Yeah, I think it's funny. I don't know, man. It's the first time I started like questioning Garrison Rosas a little bit. It seemed I saw that tweet. It seemed a bit odd to me that he <laughs> yeah, was. Yeah, for tweeting. sure, it seemed odd, but I kind of enjoyed it. I thought it was hilarious. It's weird. It's out of character. Oh, really weird. Not like the guy who we met at at the state fair. Was not a guy who would tweet, tank that. Or at least I didn't think so. Seemed very professional, very composed. You think? I mean, you think Garrison had a little something brown in a glass last night before he tweeted that? I mean, yeah, for sure. If I ran the Wolves, I'd have something brown in a glass every game. Especially now that the trade trade deadline is passed. Hey, bring me the bottle. (laughs) For real. I don't need the glass anymore. Just give me the bottle. bottle. I'm going up to the club. <laughs> Especially now that the trade deadline is passed, there's nothing he can do. No. Like now it's now it's like take your hands off the wheel time and just watch this thing go. He did, he left two guys on the entire roster. <laughs> exactly. Which is awesome. He's like I've done everything I can. Pass the bottle. <laughs> let's let's take back. Let's kick back and take in the rest of this basketball season. Something. Jonathan, you're a YouTube TV subscriber, right? Yes. Yep. I just recently cuz PlayStation View went out of business. They did? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. Okay. It was a great service. It was the best one of the bunch. I thought YouTube TV was until today. I never really... I'm going to be honest. You didn't like it? I don't I like, love it. I don't like the interface at all. I love it's, it. I love the interface. No. I'm love good. everything about it. Here's, until today when I found out that I won't be able to watch Twins that Baseball is on really it. really disappointing. I've got a question for both of you guys off YouTube TV. Why is it that one person can subscribe and then have all his buddies watch too? Let's not question it, Judd. That and seems very. The, let's not have them start questioning. That seems it. counterproductive as a business model to me. But then again, I don't hey, if you're run 60 YouTube bucks, TV. You're and, sixty bucks. So you just don't care. But there are. But didn't Declan say that Hulu does care, and so they charge extra for screens? So if, you have to pay an extra ten dollars for unlimited screens. Okay. So, so in other words, if you don't pay the $10. extra ten dollars, only one person can use the service at a time. Yeah. So now I have to get the subscription. I have to get the ten dollars for the extra screens because my girlfriend watches TV using it too. Okay. I also have people like Declan who share in my program in my program, so they are going to need to watch it too. I don't have unlimited DVR like I do on YouTube TV. I think you have to pay more just to get like 200 200 hours on your DVR to have Hulu Live. And on top of all that, I now have to be an adult and go around canceling subscriptions and making new ones. And that's just not something I'm interested in doing. What are your options at this point to get Twins games on Fox Sports North? I know this is a lot easier said than done, but if Rob Manford wants a young audience... yeah younger fans get ahead of the curve and start phasing out regional agreements and just let people buy your product directly. Can you imagine if major league baseball is the first of the major sports in America to say, Hey, you want our product, buy it directly. Right. But and what are your options? You live right now. What are your options right now? I can get who live or I can get like a traditional cable, cable. subscription. That's about it. So that's it. so so you're down to about two things now or three with satellite, but you yep. you can't get satellite because of your apartment. Yeah, I can't. Okay. I'm not allowed to get a dish. I could get dish. What's the uh, what's the Directv digital subscription? I don't know. Like Directv, Directv Live now? or Now? Yes, yeah, Directv yeah. Now. That's super expensive. If I remember correctly. Yeah. 
And this is all just rich people trying to get richer and using me as so a bargaining That's what your Cubs chip. are doing. <laughs> Marquee TV is exactly that. I understand. Yeah, you're right. The Ricketts are... The Ricketts are not spending on your team because they're not uh, they're not maximizing their cable deal yet. That is their deal, and they won't spend on your team again until they do maximize YouTube that. YouTube TV, these these sports uh, organizations, uh, the Sinclair Group, which owns all these networks that they're going to pull. They're all they all have more money than God, and they're using us as bargaining chips in a negotiation so that they can be that much richer. And honestly, I like I said earlier today on Score North Live, I don't care who wins your negotiation. I don't care who's richer. Just figure it out and give me baseball. I don't like any of you people. I don't want to give any of you my money, but that's the position I find myself in. I'll give you my money. Just figure it the hell out. Just figure it out, you awful, awful people. That's why I bite the bullet and pay for cable. You're giving your money to terrible people, too. <laughs> there's oh, there's no I know, way around it. I know, but I just don't care. And it, it's see, it, it's the ultimate in lazy because it's convenience. It's just convenient. My cable life is very convenient. If there's one thing I hate more than the rich getting richer, it's the rich getting richer and stepping on our heads to do it <laughs> and using us as the bargaining well, that's, chip. That's called life. That's graphic image. That's called life, Rami. Especially when it comes to sports. Give me baseball. Give me baseball. But I don't understand why YouTube allowed you guys to use that to use unlimited amount of people. I don't. Why are you like, exactly? I think this was a bad. Them. I think this was a bad idea for stop them. I'm trying to tattle on them. Google has tattling. enough money. They the know way what they're doing. Is. They don't need more. This is very true. In other news, coming up in I'm just still a few shocked. minutes. They haven't tried to get it from you guys though. Here on Mackie and Judd with Rami. Hey guys, it's Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. I want to talk to all you business owners out there. I've been a business owner myself. I know what goes into it. You love the ups and you love the elations, but you're also grinding on a daily basis, solving problems, taking care of employees, and sometimes even being around your employees more than your own family. So it helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running said business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You get a face-to-face relationship And you get over a century of experience in Federated helping businesses become as successful as they can be. It's a Minnesota-based company down in Owatonna. And their website is a very powerful tool for all of you business owners. Federatedinsurance.com to find out about the industries that Federated protects. And Federatedinsurance.com to find your Federated marketing representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours. Jonathan here with the Score North download. You can join myself, Dan Terhar, Callum Williams, and Kendra D. St. Aubin this Sunday night for Score North's coverage of Minnesota United and the Portland Timbers in the season opener. Pre-game at 6 p.m., kickoff at 6.30 right here on Score North. ScoreNorth.com and the free Score North mobile app. The Minnesota Gophers managed to have a 17-point lead against 9th-ranked Maryland last night, but uh, ended up blowing it in the last second. 74-73 to loss. Blowing another big lead again at home. Here's what Richard Patino said about his job security. Uh, you know, I think that you try to constantly, when you're in this profession, you think about your team, you think about your family. Uh, you know, you try to stay confident. Anytime you lose close games, you got to evaluate every single game. Um, you know, but I'm very, very confident what we're doing here. I think our guys are really good kids and getting better. Uh, you know, we just got to, we, we can't worry about that. We got to move on to the next one. 
Judd Zolgat's got an article over at scorenorth.com talking all about that job security and where the gophers go from here. That's over at scorenorth.com. Now back to Mackie and Judd with Rami. Judd, we are uh, concerned that football Christmas could be put on hold by the holdup in CBA negotiations between the NFL and the NFLPA. Yep. As a lot of guys are speaking out against this current proposal that the players are going to vote on here coming up pretty soon. Mm-hmm. And uh, DeBoris Smith, who's the president of the NFLPA, I don't know how this guy keeps his job. as. A, but then again, uh, that's just been a futile labor union as long as I can remember, it's like the, my, my entire life. It's the worst of the major sports, and it's not even close. This is what he said about a 17th game, which is the holdup for a lot of these guys, Aaron Rodgers included, Richard Sherman, who are saying, A, Y'all say safety first, but now you want us playing an extra game and two extra playoff games, by the way. That's another thing that we don't talk about much. With the addition of playoff teams, only one bye, more teams are going to be playing playoff games in that wild card round. So they want you to play an extra game in the regular season and two, no, four teams to play an extra game in the, in the postseason, yep. essentially. And all they're offering is another 1.5% share yes, they capped it on them. Of, of the profit. They're going to go from 47% to 48.5%. Yep. And they're going to expand the rosters, so there will be more people to pay with that 48.5%. They almost break even when you do the Yo, math. Yeah, it's genius if you own a team. Right, it's a great deal. It's and, robbery if you... If... And they want to lock it in for 10 years. Yeah, like most labor deals yes. are th- between three and five years. And the ru- and what I've read is is that because this got through the players, the player reps in Indianapolis, there's a very good chance the majority of players are going to pass this through. So Demoris Smith was asked about that 17th game, mm-hmm. and said, "This is a quote. That's a conversation I had with every team that the league was conditioning an early deal on the 17th game, and that was a part of the package for an early deal." So basically he's saying this was a foregone conclusion because the owners wanted it. Does does he not understand what his job is and what he's supposed to do as the president of the Players Association is to go back to them and go, yeah, I understand you want a 17th game, but we're not going to be strong-armed into this thing. If we're even going to consider it, mm-hmm. there are certain demands that we have. It sounds like the owners were just like, hey, uh, we want a 17th game, and we're not going to talk to you well, until you do that. Demora Smith was like, all right, guys, I guess we're playing a 17th game. Let's figure this out. They, and they are actually going to get an 18th game eventually as well. But they're always going to get what they want because the majority of players can't afford to go out. That That's the problem. The problem is that the majority of the constituents, let's say it's rosters, rostered guys 32 through 53 right now, can't afford to go out because they're spending up to what, what they're making, which is, by our standards, great money. But by their standards, okay. And so, you know, in baseball, in hockey, in basketball, it's million-dollar contracts, and if nothing else, it's all guaranteed. The NFL's not. And instead of standing strong, which is what they should have done and said, we need guaranteed contracts, and they would be shorter contracts, but the Kirk Cousins model of a contract is the right one. It's a three-year deal, all guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Um, they have never done that. And these are, and under D. Smith, these are the same people who now, what, six, seven years ago, allowed themselves to participate in the biggest charade of a uh, lockout slash strike in sports history when the lockout was during the offseason. So nothing changes here. I'm not worried about a work stoppage because I'm convinced the NFL PA will fold. They might not do it like immediately in this upcoming vote, 
Rodgers and some other guys might get their way, but they will eventually fold, and there won't be any worse but stoppage. It may slow down mid- o- football Christmas, though, when free agency is the o- The only way to get a work stoppage that would get these guys what they probably deserve but won't do is to have the actual walkout be the quarterbacks, guys like that. Right. Uh, if, Bra- if, if in their prime, Aaron Rodgers, Brady, Russell Wilson, if those guys just walked out and said, we're done. We're- that quote just reads... and. I know yeah. it's. I'm only reading it, but it just reads so weak to me for a guy who's supposed that's to be the head op- of a players. But union. that's how they operate. That's why I don't understand why any of these guys pay dues. Like they said, this was a condition, so I guess this was a condition. Is basically what he's saying. That's crazy to me. You're, man. But you're right. There's not going to be a work stoppage here. No, I, I don't think so. Either. I think baseball has a real good chance for a long, long one. I think. Don't do that to me. Oh yeah, baseball's going up. Baseball should go you out. You know what? I need fun stuff now. Let's get to it, John. You know what? You're not gonna. You're not gonna be just concerned. Cut them wait, off wait. And you're play not gonna open. be concerned. Just cut off and play the open. About YouTube TV? Because there's going to be no, no baseball to watch. Just cut them off and play the open. You need to hear this. Sorry. It's true, Jonathan. Yeah, it's true. And Baseball's you know what? Baseball's going to be in for a long lockout. Baseball's yeah. going to be in for a long one, and guess what sport I've is going to benefit? so hard to put together my MLS, other news stories. MLS, I have a theme MLS, to it. MLS, it's time thing for soccer. It's MLS open. Gonna watch? You know what? And you know what? Great stadium, too. Just yeah. get just get the Surly prices down, because you're trucking in the Surly literally across the street. and do it myself. That's right, in other news, where we take a break from all the hard-hitting sports talk that we bring you here on Score North and that totally free Score North app, and bring you some of the more weird and wacky news from around the world. I don't know where the drop is that we play in between each story, Jonathan. I don't have Give that. Give me one second. Okay. I have a theme to my in other come news completely stories prepared, today. We find out how. Huh? I have three. Well, I, anything, okay. anything to cut you off. With, with <laughs> that base, but stop. Work okay. Stoppage. I've worked hard on this. Thank you. I have a theme to my in other here's, news. Here's a theme. Enjoy stories. soccer. Um, I don't Get on board. I honestly, I don't know where this is from. Oh, I do. This is from Australia's Morning Bulletin. They play soccer there, and it's actually an older story. This was, this was a correction in the newspaper in 2011. And by the way, the theme of my and other news stories today is out-of-control animals. But this was the correction in the newspaper. Okay. There was an error printed in a story titled, Pigs Float Down the Dawson, on page 11 of Yesterday's Bully. Mm -hmm. The story by reporter reporter Daniel Burden said more than 30,000 pigs were floating down the Dawson River. What, Baralaba Piggery Owner? Sid Everingham actually said was 30 sows and pigs, not 30,000 pigs. <laughs> the Morning Bulletin would like to apologize for this error, which was also reprinted in today's Rural Weekly CQ before the mistake was known. 30,000 pigs were floating down the river, Judd, not 30,000 pigs, because 30,000 oh, okay. pigs floating down a river, that would be crazy. Why are there pigs floating down a river? Don't, didn't in the you, first place. Uh, didn't you find out why? No. I have no See, idea why. See, I thought you why. would have gone and found out why. You could have Googled the pigs floating down the river. You could have come and told us. Only the correction came across okay. my timeline, Judd. All right. Only the correction came across my timeline. And they corrected as though they made it normal. <laughs> like, as though they took this absurd story mm-hmm. about 30,000 pigs floating down the river. But no, it was 30,000 pigs. Sounds like a song. That's still crazy. Why are there 30,000 pigs sound, sounds like a 1970s song. Why are there pigs floating down the river? I think you should have looked it up to answer your own question, because I would be curious. Like, right. how they got there. That's all I got. Why, why were they are, there? Why are pigs floating down the river? 
Sounds like a children's book. <laughs> really does. And after that, it's time to learn your NBA body. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. That's got to be the first question anytime they introduce a new new free agent, right? So how are you going to help Devin Booker learn his body? <laughs> All right, kids, pull out your nap mats. Now it's time to take a nap, and when you wake up, you're going to learn We're about your NBA your body. body. That is, you know what? I would like to thank the NBA for finding the wolves just so we could get that line. <laughs> uh, where does it rank among the weird things that have come out in press conferences or press releases? There's definitely the Rick Spielman whispering to yeah, Josh that wasn't, Freeman. That wasn't supposed to come out, though. To your point, right. where, where does this rank among the things that came out? Yeah. Like the Vikings goofed up and accidentally... Be, Tell them you like Minnesota. Just, it was Vikings.com that accidentally put that <laughs> online and exposed it. Tell them you're excited to play quarterback here. Did, did you ever hear that one, Rami? I heard about it. I don't think I ever heard the actual... We used to have moment. the sound, and it was I'll glorious. Find the sound. It was glorious. So my turn? Yes, your turn, Judge. Can someone play the sounder? I don't have the sounder. I don't know where it is. Where is it? It's on MJR Drops. MJR Drops, all right. In other news. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. A 911 call over someone getting stung by a bee in Pasadena, California, spiraled into a wild situation with first responders, including firefighters and police, getting attacked by an aggressive swarm of an estimated... I'll slow down here because it's hard to comprehend, and it creeps me out. 30,000 to 40,000 bees and multiple people being taken to the hospital. What? This is Pasadena, where was this? Pasadena, California. So we're not talking about a far-off land where this can't happen. California. At around 4 p.m. Thursday, someone called 911 about a person being stung by a bee near Pasadena City College, the L.A. Times reported. While only one person had been stung at the time of the call, the caller observed, quote, several bees in the era area and may have had a sense that things could take a turn. Pasadena Fire Department spokesperson Lisa Derridan told the Huffington Post. The first firefighter to arrive at the scene immediately started getting attacked by the bees, the spokesperson said, noting that the number of bees in the area at that point was absolutely massive. The call over the radio from the firefighters was there is a block long swarm of bees she said what the firefighters first thought was to run back into the vehicle to take cover from the onslaught of stings but then remembered that his partner inside was allergic to bees so any of the bees that followed him in could pose a deadly threat to his partner stuck outside this guy ultimately got stung by 15 to 20 bees the fire department um the fire department called in police to cordon off the B-filled area, and responding officers also began getting stung. So they come into this, so the responding cops come in, and they get stung. Responders used foam and CO2 extinguishers to disperse the bees. Some bees were killed, though the spokesperson wasn't sure how many. This is why our first responders are great. Oh. Because I'm telling you right now, Totally with with you. If a block-long swarm of bees is after me, and the only way to get away from them is to run into a room where you are yes. and you happen to be allergic to bees. You're going in. We're just going to have to run that risk. <laughs> first responders, first, first responders, my admiration for them is so high. And I think I can articulate it in this way. If I see a sick person, just see a sick person. My natural inclination is, how do I get out of here? Like, how am I not how around? How far away from them how, can I get? But not just like How do you Ill. survive in that particular studio then? 
Because that particular studio contains a lot of sickness. Don't tell us this. Don't tell me this. I'm not saying I enjoy it, but what I'm saying is my admiration for these people is enormous. Oh, you want that Josh Freeman sound? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, please. That are very supportive of each other, and I know their main focus right now is the Carolina Panthers. Guys, I'm I'm, going to turn it over to Josh now. Go ahead. What's up, guys? Just say, uh, yeah, very. Yeah, I'm. I'm. You know, pumped up to be. Uh, be a Minnesota Viking. <laughs> I got to thank uh, uh, Rick Spielman, you know, Coach Frazier, and uh, my, my representatives for uh, getting this deal done. And wow, that's real. That's amazing. That is amazing. Now my board is. Am I not potted up, Jonathan? Because I found the drop, and now it's just not. Working. Other news. All right, this show isn't a mess at all. This comes, and again, the theme of my and other news stories: out of control animals. This comes from Stanley Township in Wisconsin, where a caller to nine one one said there is a loose cow, and it is in deep snow. This was at two fifty nine p.m. Officer advises it may belong to the sales barn. At three fourteen p.m. Sales Barn says it was sold to a man from Amory. The man was trying to get the cow into the trunk of his car, and it got away. At 3.32, he was trying to get the cow into the trunk of his car, and it got away, Jonathan. But hold on. At 3.32 p.m., an officer called into dispatch and said uh, the cow owner couldn't fit the 800-pound animal in the small car. Because there was a 400-pound cow in the back seat and one in the trunk. At 4.17 p.m., Sales Barn said they will take possession of the cow for now until he finds a way to transport it home. So he couldn't fit the cow in the back of the car because there was already one in the back seat and another in the trunk. What? How, how big is this car? I don't know. What's the, like, the I don't shock know. situation on that this car? Is a real, this out. is a real story. I kid you not. This is a newspaper clipping that I am reading. At 2.50 p.m., it was called in that there was a loose cow. At 2.59 p.m., they realized that the cow may belong to the sales barn. Sales barn said no. At 3.14 p.m., it was sold to a man from Amory. The man was trying to get the cow into the trunk of his car. Couldn't fit it in there, though. Because there was already a 400-pound cow in the back seat and one in the trunk. Was he trying to put two cows in the trunk? You can't fit two cows in the trunk of any car. Why wouldn't the story offer an explanation of exactly what you just asked? (laughs) How do you have all these stories and they don't offer explanations? Yeah. Because these are just snippets, man. These are just the snippets from small-town America. They don't have... You know, a team of reporters. No, I love small town America. Why don't you move out of it? They just don't. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I do. Every time it snows, it takes you eight hours to get here. I'm okay with that. You got to come by a sled. I need to know more about this. I mean, I I guess I could have dug and found out more about this, but I didn't. (laughs) But I need to if anybody wants to do the work for me. If this dude was really trying to fit two cows into the trunk of his car. In other news. You got one more? I do have one more. And again, the theme. Is there an answer to it? It's out of control animals. Do you animals. have a reason why it happened this time? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay, good. The man who used to play McGruff the crime dog didn't, quote, take a bite out of crime. Huh? Crime took a bite out of him. John R. Morales was arrested in Galveston, Texas, after a drug-sniffing dog detected pot when he was pulled over for speeding. McGruff the crime dog was busted by a drug-sniffing dog 
who found the pot in his car. Police then found diagrams of two indoor pot-growing operations and a plethora of marijuana. When police raided his house, they seized 1,000 marijuana plants, 9,000 rounds of ammunition for an assortment of 27 weapons, including a grenade launcher. After three years, Morales, 41, finally pleaded guilty and was sentenced to 16 years in jail on Monday. Even though Morales said he was nonviolent, U.S. District Judge Vanessa Gilmore said, Everything I read about you makes you seem like a scary person. We leave Morales, or actually they just put a clip of Morales as McGruff the Crime Dog at the bottom of the story. McGruff the Crime Dog had a marijuana grow operation, 27 weapons, and hundreds of rounds of ammunition. And a grenade launcher. And a grenade launcher. Does he talk what? Does he talk in ordinary life like McGruff is my only question. That's how he answered the hey, court. I don't know. I don't know, Your Honor. But I do know this. I got this book called Learning Your Body, and it's really interesting. I can play in the NBA now. A grenade launcher. What? Why? How? McGruff the Crime Dog. Hey. That's the most bizarre part of this. It's McGruff the Crime it's the Dog. It's quite the turn. That's Yeah, that's an M. Night Shyamalan type yeah. of twist to the end of that story. <laughs> McGruff the Crime Dog. That's ridiculous. Well, it's not like it was really McGruff. It was just the voice of McGruff. <laughs> It'd be different if it was really the dog who's like, man, you're busted. <laughs> But he was busted the by dog a dog. Is carrying around a grenade he was launcher. busted by a drug sniffing dog. Now that might not, everything about the story that might qualify wonderful. irony right there. The guy <laughs> that played, I think that qualifies. By a crime dog. I think if you look up the definition of irony, I think this qualifies. That's amazing. No more tweets from uh, Stefan Diggs. No more tweets from Randy. As I search here, just to try and tie up. Is Randy calling in on Monday? Do we know? He said. No he idea. said we're on timeout until. We apologize. Apologize. And Phil would not apologize, but you did, and I'm more than willing to say I'm sorry for Phil. Because I still want that. We can't apologize for Phil. We can't apologize for Phil. There's just And Phil's not apologizing anytime soon. Phil's not backing down. He seems to make it worse. Yeah. Yesterday he doubled down on it. Yeah. Rami's right. Anyways, just checking the results of my poll before we wrap up the show today. Do you shower every day? Important that, questions are being asked here on Score North. I think it's a super important question. I'm curious. And maybe a lesson to learn for some some folks is on our staff. Is lower than 20% now? Uh, no. Ugh. It's actually gone up. What? Yeah. How? 338 votes. Still 18 hours to vote at Rami is tweeting if you want to participate. 72.5% are saying that they shower every day. 7.7% are saying that they don't. Actually, it's gone down. I'm sorry. Oh. Math. 19.8% Barely. are saying no, they don't shower every day. <laughs> Not even if they're going to work or going out. How many? The What's the percentage 19.8% with the 338 votes. Well. I honestly thought people were grosser. This this is promising Nin- to me. Nearly 20% is bothersome. No, I thought, yeah, I thought it'd be worse. Disturbing to me. I really thought it'd be worse. All right. What are we doing tomorrow on the show? We got anything lined up tomorrow on the show to tell the people about... Anybody? It's gonna right. be, we'll come up with something. It's going to be filled with excitement. Friday Mackie Fun Day. Mackie and Judd with Rami. It is Friday Fun Day. Mackie and Judd with Rami. Check it out on the Score North app and wherever you get your podcast. 
Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.